0: Hello divine beautiful souls. This is energy speaks podcast with your host Katriel. I have a very special guest here today. Her name is Liat paradise and she is quite a paradise and <laughs> <laughs> we also have aloha here. Um, her doggy. <laughs> How are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm so grateful to be alive, and I'm so grateful to be here with you, Katriel. Thank you so much for having us. It's truly an honor to speak with you and to be in this container. Thank you.
0: Mer. <laughs> 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 oh, we've been through so much, haven't we?
1: We sure have. Quite a bit.
0: <laughs> so, this is literally my best friend. <laughs> oh, I sweet. have, I have a couple breast friends. Breast friends? <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple breast friends too. What a coincidence. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but, um, Leah, like you are a very special friend. Seriously.
1: Thank you. I honor you so much. I cherish you as my friend as well.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So tell our audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. So I am a Jewish girl from Minnesota. <laughs> you may hear my accent come out of few times throughout this podcast. And um, so Judaism has always been a big part of my life. I feel like that's a lot of what brings you and I together. I come from a big Jewish family. We, um, we We love to come together with tradition. And I feel like it's shaped a lot of who I am. And I came here to Florida to study after having been nomadic for four years after high school. And so I I feel that a lot of what brought me here specifically to Florida is um, many things, but the sun for sure. I've always been chasing the sun. Um, So anyway, after being nomadic for four years and coming here for four years of school, I just finished school and I'm shifting into the next chapter of life. Um, So I'm excited to be in this space because I feel like podcasts can really open up space for conversation and asking questions and remembering what's meaningful about life and what we're really here doing in the first place. I mean, shit, I don't know what we're doing here, but if you feel like revealing some answers in this session, I'm so open to that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I, You know, I feel like as long as we're, you know, in our heart space and and, and just being our true authentic selves, that's where it's at, you know? Mm -hmm. Like... Like, what is better than that? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Living in
1: our our joy. Joy of expression. Joy of bliss. Absolutely. I was listening to one of your other podcast episodes, and I appreciated so much how you guys talked. You and Chris, you talked about the animal and how the animal really is in its truest form of expression and its truest essence. It doesn't stray from its essence. And I think you're right. I think if we remain within our essence, within our hearts, then there's no such thing as straying off our path. And I hope my path is not a straight line. I don't know about you. But if my path takes some squiggles, I think all the more beautiful. <laughs>
0: right? the, the You know, Robert Frost, you know, the, the road less traveled by. Like, sometimes we need those moments in life in order to even find meaning or... You know, like if we didn't take that little windy road that was over here, then the timing would not been of uh, you know appropriate for the next step. You mm-hmm. know, and of course, like everything's divinely orchestrated. But I feel like um, I remember actually um, uh, a rabbi um, talking about how like you know the whole topic of predestination. And, and mm-hmm. then like also free will, mm-hmm. <laughs> but what was interesting about what he was speaking on is like, yeah, we absolutely have uh, free will and we also, you know, there is, you know, uh, divine will as well. Um, mm. but what's interesting is I feel there are certain moments in our life that are like, they have to happen. Like mm-hmm. there's no changing that. And it's not conflicting necessarily with the divine plan, but it's it's more so our soul is wanting that and needing mm. that. Mm. So it just kind of flows. Mm. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It
1: absolutely does, and I feel like that's where trust comes in. Yes. You know, it can be such a natural instinct, you know, you, you hit your funny bone on the wall ah, why did that just happen? (laughs) You know, of course, that magical question, why? We want to know why. And that is sometimes revealed over time. And if we trust when it happens. You know, speaking of rabbis, I heard a rabbi once say, (laughs) he told us, he suggested an experiment. He said, let's try this experiment in life. He says, what if you go about life believing In your heart that everything that comes your way all that happens to you is for your better good and i mean everything whether you get into a car crash whether you hit your funny bone whether you fail an exam what be it if you believe that just see what happens he says i don't care if it's true that's not what we're dealing with here we're (laughs) human we don't know what's really truly true but just pragmatically see what happens in your life if you act as though everything that happens to you is for your better good. So I have this curiosity in life, too, because, you know, and these are simple truths. They're cliches. They're ones that we all conceptually understand, Um, you know, that growth comes from pain. And so we can be grateful for the hardships as they happen. But sheesh, I mean, feeling that way when it really happens is a different story. And I feel like it's a practice, just as much daily meditation can be a practice. Learning the clarinet can be a practice. Learning to be grateful when things are hard, that is a practice. And I pray to come to the point and to see those around me also come to the point where when something difficult happens, you know, say you break your ankle Where you have practiced gratitude for the hardship so much, so frequently, so adamantly, that you come to the point of it naturally arising through you, just bursting through you, that feeling of gratitude when something goes wrong, when shit hits the fan. You break your ankle and you immediately feel your heart burst with gratitude and you say, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for this. Thank you so much for this gift that I have injured myself, that I may now grow through this pain and become more fully in myself, in my strength, in my power. Thank you so much. I mean, it may, you know, like I said, it may take some practice, but I think that's possible. <laughs> I would like to see that.
0: I, I agree with you. And, you know, several things going through my mind right now on what you had said. I want to take this way. <laughs> hey, I love how there's choices in front of me. Oh, uh-huh, always. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what What does pain mean to you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. oh. that tickled. <laughs> 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 what does pain mean to me? Yo, pain is fertilizer. <laughs> um, it's like this nitty gritty fertilizer that can seep in through my soil, and um, sometimes it's made of manure. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> you know you're like oh this is some shit (laughs) but at the same time pain I don't know I see it as a flower I mean it's the flower it really is the flower that blooms from from the soil from that fertilizer but um pain gosh you kind of stumped me there I mean it's It's a feeling, right? I I feel like pain, pain is the depths of love, you know, because we only feel pain because we feel love and our soul's desire to be fully embodied and in union with that love. I feel like that's what we crave in our deepest essence at all times. And I think that that's why we feel pain, whether it's pain within a relationship or pain Physical pain within our bodies because, you know, when we're in our fullness in our bodies, then we feel amazing and we feel love for our bodies. We feel love for those around us. It's more natural to feel love when we're feeling powerful in our bodies. So, same with our spirits, same with our hearts. Uh, and so, I do feel like, you know, maybe the love can be a reflection of the glistening on the surface of the ocean. If we're looking at the ocean and the, sh- the sun is shining down on the ocean and you see the sparkles, you see the radiance, that's the love, but the, the surface of the ocean, it's not only those glistening radiant jewels of droplets of water, it's, it includes all of it, it includes the depths, depths, depths of the ocean, and down there, I mean, if we go swimming down there, we're gonna feel a lot of pain, (laughs) you know, it's gonna be a lot of pressure on our bodies, on our spirits, um, and it's dark, it's so dark down there, so, I feel like pain is just the depths of the love of the allness of one. Yeah,
0: that's really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what What would be some of your advice in regards to you know beings going through pain, whether it be physical, emotional, you know, mental, or whatever that is, spiritual? Like, what would what would you say to someone?
1: It's a really great question to someone who feels pain. Uh, there are a few things, you know, they can, they can all be simple. Um, of course, gratitude is one of them. And so I think any way that you can express gratitude, uh, even if you don't mean it, um, just to express it and allow that to come through, whether that's writing down your gratitude, whether that's speaking directly to that, which is causing you pain and saying to it, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, So, or, you know, or whether it's going and standing, standing on a cliff edge, don't jump, (laughs) don't get any ideas, but standing on a cliff edge in front of the vastness of the scenery and just yelling, 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 yelling. Thank you so much for this pain. So I think that's one way. Um, Another way, I mean, you guys really, I cannot state this enough. Find ways to let yourself cry. Damn it. (laughs) too many of us, <laughs> okay, you know who I'm talking to, too many of us don't cry, and it's, that's also a practice, I really feel like if we can find ways to practice to allow ourselves to cry, um, also to the point where as soon as we feel something, you feel the tears bubbling up, Um, I think that that's an intent that's a gift that we can give ourselves if we can find the freedom to cry um and because that also will arise when you do that that will arise in the positive moments too when you're so so grateful for you know somebody opened the door for you and you just just moved you so much in your heart that you start crying um you know because of course pain it, it wants to move it's it's fluid like the water like the water in the ocean and so finding ways to to let that move through you um and so i would i would start with those two suggestions
0: Uh, It's so funny you say that. I was literally just going to say it It just reminds me of the water Mm. in movement. Um, Last night I was actually on a flower call, and um, uh, it's this uh, sacred economics prosperity flower I'm a part of. And And we were, like, all connecting with one another. It's our connection call, right? Right. And we were talking about a lot of different topics and what were like what worldly shifts we're going through, you know what what you know individual shifts we're going through, and my entire being like just started getting tense, feeling pain at my root and through oh. my legs, and I was just like, all right, like so I'm like literally on camera talking and everything like that. And I just get up and I start stretching and doing yoga poses. <laughs> Yo, <get> it. <laughs> but what I was really taught through that is like, we gotta move the energy. Energy's meant to be, you know, not not to be stagnant, but to be moved. Mm-hmm. And when we have that buildup, it it creates, you know, indicators, you know, some being pain, some, you know, it can be anything, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, if we don't, like, allow for that movement, we, we get stuck. Yeah. And I think this is a really good time to, to like, um, to notice that. I mean, even though this is going to be uh, premiered in a different month, but we're about <laughs> to jump into cancer season. Hey. And in the Hebrew calendar, or if you look at Sidereal, um, you know, we're, th- you know, Tammuz is all about cancer energy. So we've already gone into that transition mode, you know? And what what we look at during this time is the connection between our foundation, our roots, you know, of Capricorn, mm. and where, where are we going to move within those boundaries, like where those, those roots and foundational points. Mm. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, there's a lot shifting, you know? And especially with the planetaries. I mean, um, this week, something unheard of happened. Um, like, Israel literally has two, signed on two prime ministers for a four-year term, you know, two and two. That's never been heard of. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at the planetaries and looking at, oh, my gosh, Saturn is an Aquarius, but it's also you know, conjuncting or right next to, you know, co, um, you know, Uranus, which is all about evolutionary change. Aww. And so, like, we're stepping into this this period of time where there are going to be a lot of shifts, and it's going to translate into our individual lives as well. And we need to be able to, like, be able to hold that energy. And, and it, we can't hold it all. We got to move it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yo, allowing shifts—it's one of those paradoxes of being human, right? Where we, we—I mean, change is the only constant, and our nature is to shift. We shift through cycles. We are born, and we grow through childhood, and then we're an adult, and then we are in our elderly age, and then we die. Right? We're yeah. continuing to well, shift. We went all the
0: way there. Yes, of
1: course. <laughs> we have to remember every day that we will die. Um, and I'm grateful for that. Um, death can t- you can take your sweet, sweet time in coming to me, but I look forward to meeting you someday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we're constantly changing, we're constantly shifting, and then there's the egoic instinct to to preserve and to conserve and to find safety and security in stability. And we can have we can have opposition to shifting and that's so funny to me. <laughs> you funny funny paradox. <laughs> you know, and so what I wonder is how can we really 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 live with a willingness to shift. Those moments in life when you feel your world view flip upside down and the whole way that you, you develop a new perspective on life, those, you know, sometimes it's from a catalyst, from breaking your ankle, for example, or what, what it may be, um, but those, those moments when you just, you have no choice, something just shifted so deeply in your being that you, you know, you cannot be the same person that you were five minutes prior, or the day before, um, and to me, those are, some of the most miraculous moments of life because they do allow for this evolution, these evolutionary shifts that you say are are happening, and so we need to do our part, right? Life wants to give us what we want but she wants us to meet her halfway is what a dear friend of mine in hawaii once said and so it's not just the planetary shifts causing these shifts for us they happen more strongly when we are working alongside with them which i honor so much what you do with astrology for that reason so what i wonder is what can we do to continuously ready ourselves and be willing to show up for these shifts you know to, to not hold on to our ways and our perspectives, unless it's our fiery truth that we know we need to carry that medicine into the world. Some things are meant to mm, always be questioned. We should always question our fiery truths, but if that's your truth, keep it there for sure. You know, but so how, how, can we, how can we show up for these shifts?
0: I feel like part of that is really allowing ourselves to step outside our comfort zones. When we do that, um, we're already willing, you know, we're taking that step of willingness and, and trying something new. Maybe we, instead of like taking the same route every single day, Mm. you know, this is just from a micro perspective, you know, um, if we took the same way every single day, you know, then we're probably going to have very similar experiences. We're talking even at an energetic level We're we're just looping this energy kind of like a, you know, in a song, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but if we decide to deviate from that loop and go to a completely different space, we're bringing in new energy. It's unexpected, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's where we talk about like uh, the idea of gridding. Mm. Um, Gridding, I don't know, I like to kind of look at it from the perspective of, Sprinkling our beautiful, magical fairy dust,
1: <laughs> you know. I like
0: that. And when when we're guided, it's like, for instance, like inspired action. Um, mm. when when we're guided to like just go a completely different place, uh, turn off our GPSs, you know, <laughs> and and literally just take the road and see where that takes us. Um that gives us a really cool faith challenge, you know? And I often do this with myself because I know that it's not going to be always me taking a leap of faith, you know, with driving and going from one place to the next. They're going to, that's going to translate into opportunities and in big, bigger situations and bigger, like, Yeah. things in my life. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little awkward and weird sometimes. Like, I do things completely backwards. But at <laughs> the same time, I feel like this world is backwards. So maybe it's right side up. Who knows?
1: Nah. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. <laughs>
0: True. <laughs> That's been quoted several times this week. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. That, that circles back to something I had curiosity for when you had said earlier was... You mentioned the road less traveled, and I had wanted to ask you how you go about taking the road less traveled. And I like that you put it into even just these microcosmic examples. And geez, I mean, that's not always easy when it does come to the macro, you know, of do I take this opportunity to go work with elephants in Thailand, you know, that might be the road less traveled for, for, that's, I'm not thinking of doing that right now, just an example of (laughs) what someone might do. (laughs)
0: Well, it's interesting because something keeps coming up in my mind right now. And I feel like when, when I did that in my life, first it began, you know, when I went to Israel, uh, that wasn't necessarily the road less traveled by. Um, you know, I guess it could be maybe a flight. What? Jews <laughs> <was> never <laughs> go <going> to Israel. <laughs> but, but, but I meant in that perspective. For sure. Yeah, for sure. But I got to the desert and something within me... Shifted.
1: Oh yes, Tell
0: that's us where the shift was. Mm. Where I was not the same than when mm. I even got on that plane to uh, well.
1: Would you feel like sharing that story?
0: I would. Um, so I I went on birthright. I got to the desert and um we 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 were in the Bedouin area mm. and um this the the tour guide um his name was Al um he took us out there and he told us not to bring any lights, any electronics, anything. Mm. And we just walked out into the middle of the desert and I feel like it had to have been a full moon because it was so bright outside. Mm. It lit up the entire like desert. Like I could see like if if I could see you in front of me, like I could see you no less, it like, was yeah. so clear. Mm. I sat down and he said, I don't want you guys to speak at all. Um, when I guide you, I will have you say one word and one word only. So we sat there and we experienced um, that beautiful desert. And the wind started to speak to me. I
1: like, mm-hmm. knew it was
0: Hashem. And it wasn't necessarily what I heard. It was more of a feeling and what alchemic changes were happening in my life. You know, like within that moment, I could see it, you know, and I could feel it. And then, um, he said, "You know, say one word." I said, "Of like what I was experiencing." And the only word that could come to my existence was majestic. <laughs> and so, that changed something within me. I knew, I knew right then and there, I needed to get serious you know, in a sense <laughs> <laughs> of like, what am I doing here? I know I have a soul, a soul mission. Mm. Am I ready to take that on? Mm. And I committed right there in that desert that whatever that meant, whatever that took, and that's what shifted and changed my life because wow. I made that commitment. And when I came back to the States, it didn't align with the, lo- with the life that I was living. With the the marriage that I had, uh. the the beings that were around me, some stayed, you know, but it, it was not helping me in my in the bigger picture. And so I remember this process, and I, I actually journaled it, and I remember like writing dialogues with with Hashem, you know, of this struggle of how can i how can i step away from this life you know how can i let go of this commitment and then i started to see things differently and something started changing on the outside too where i could i could feel like nothing was what it you know like it wasn't aligning me to that truth and Every single time I said, no, I'm going to hold on. Mm. I got more energy pushing me out of that life. Mm. And um, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at first because I was fighting the divine will, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Even though I am true to to my commitments, I wasn't being true to myself, I realized. You know, like... Part of commitment is, like, especially, like, within a marriage or between two beings or, you know, um, you have to be on the same page. And when you're not on the same page, you're not giving the equal amounts of energy.
1: Mm.
0: And so I realized that that was the case. And so I had to make a bold move, and that was to to leave that life to dissolve my marriage Mm -hmm. i had to be open and honest of what i was experiencing and and how i felt and that was scary must have been
1: so hard
0: it was so scary and i um but i i trusted and i feel like um you know the road less weaving it back into the road less traveled by i feel like my commitment to hashem meant that's literally being in tune with Hashem with listening and even when it doesn't make sense, still listening and taking that inspired action you mm-hmm. know uh, the this world um, you know sometimes is very worldly like like mm-hmm. a lot of materialism mm-hmm. you know and I'm not about that this lifetime mm. I'm about let's let's connect with one another and mm-hmm. let's make this world a better place and and i want to fine tune my connection with hashem mm. deeper you know peace within my soul i want i want that you mm-hmm. know and eventually that'll translate into a relationship and or you know mm. on on the outside not just you know a divine complement of romantic but you know each relationship in my life, my mom, my dad, my friends, mm-hmm. everything, because mm-hmm. they're all aspects of our soul. And like, I don't know. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Has there been a um, a time in your life where you've you've experienced, you know that can't go back. <laughs> if you feel like sharing.
1: Sure. So. Thank you for sharing yours too. Yeah. I really felt like we just traveled to the desert and
0: I do too. I <laughs>
1: felt I felt our collective heart open in front of the moonlight. <laughs>
0: That's beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean and I, I and just witnessing you on your path in these days, you know, I didn't know you back then in those days before you had this shift. Um I see you living in your heart so beautifully and so purely and I love the medicine that you bring to this world and so thank you for trusting your heart <laughs> because you're doing good things with it. <laughs> yeah. Thank <you>. Of course. <laughs> thank you. Um, You know, I think the day for me <laughs> it was so unexpected as they are sometimes. Um, and you know, the question of going back that I could never go back since then. I, I don't think that there was any static point of being back to, because we are always growing and changing. And especially that given the fact that I was younger, um, ha, I don't even want to say that. I hope to continue changing just as much, no matter what age I am. That's part of what I was saying. Wasn't it? I shall hold true to it. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> yeah. Hear that older Liat <laughs> <I love> that. <laughs> talking to you anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, it was, it was just this this time back in my life when I was 19 years old. So after I graduated high school, I had lived in Israel for a year, um, in a socialist commune. And I mean, that was a life changing year in itself. That was a whole year of catalyst, and I think that that really created the fertile ground for me to realize which zone of growth my soul is stimulated most by, um, which is. I suppose it's the the zone of the unknown, which I need to hear right now because I'm very much in the unknown. When are we not? Sometimes we're fooled to think that we are in the known. Um, However, anyway, so I thought I needed to do the conventional path of school, you know, and everything like that. So I came home from Israel and I did one semester of college and I just felt like that wasn't where I wanted to grow. And so I thought I was going to move back to Israel just because that was a familiar zone of growth. Right. So I was going to make Aliyah. And, you know, in the meantime, I had been going to, yeah, I had been, I had been going to a lot of music shows in Minnesota. I was a waitress. I was hanging out with my friends a lot, making choices that I actually like those choices. <laughs> some, some adults may look down upon them. Um, anyway, so, but I, I had, um, I had just come out of a, a tough relationship and had an a, experienced a lot of pain from a couple of things in my life, and I was starting to feel like, you know, antsy. What am I doing here? I gotta, I gotta get over there. Gotta get to Israel where everything's different. And um, and then I encountered these beings on this random day after a show. Who? Um, so I was walking. I was walking in downtown Minneapolis. It was in May, so it had just stopped snowing. Probably a few weeks prior. Everybody was very pale from six months of winter. <laughs> And I see across the street these two men with tan skin, so they must not have been from Minnesota, and they had big backpacks, they had tattoos, they had grungy-looking clothes, and they each were carrying an instrument and the leash of a dog. They each had a dog. And I had never seen anybody like them. Living in Minnesota, sheltered little Jewish girl in Minnesota, I would never seen somebody like that. So I, 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 being extroverted, I go to them and I say, what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you? Why are you like this? And uh, they they laughed and they said, "Well, do you have a moment? We'll tell you our story." I said, "Sure." So we go by the river and they tell us, tell us, me. They tell me. <laughs> Higher self too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, that's a practice in life too. You guys, if you ever feel alone, just start considering yourself as as a we and not an I. You know, because we each have a council. This is a tangent, but we each have a council within ourselves, a whole community within ourselves. Um, you know how it is when sometimes one part of you wants one thing, one part of you wants another, that's because you're a collective within and you have to take note of the collective. So, um, I don't know if you journal, but if you do just try experimenting with writing we rather than I, and it m- can help you feel at peace with your own company and not to feel alone. Um, so anyway, these two men told us, <laughs> um, that they live a different lifestyle than those that I had encountered. they um they were nomadic. Um, so it, you, this was the start of my own nomadic journey. They were nomadic. they they hitchhike around the United States and they hop trains around the United States and they they sleep on the ground outside and with different people that they would meet, they just would go and just surrender to what they encountered in, in life and they didn't have money they only needed money for food and so in order to achieve that every day they just would play their instruments on the sidewalk for as much time as was necessary until they had enough for some food and then they would go on their way and their dogs did this with them <laughs> and so I was high my jaw was past the earth my my jaw went through the earth and then down into the cosmos I couldn't believe that they did that I thought that was just something that people did in the movies or you know <laughs> maybe in the 70s when everybody was doing it I'm like, no way you guys do not do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they said to me they said well we're going to Colorado next would you like to come with us and that exact moment I think was the door opening for me you know Living life differently, and I can't go back. And you know, so fast forward, I do go with them, and the the, so I I went out and got a backpack, and um, I had my flute, and so it comes down as it's the day for us to go, and it was it was a funny start too because we were gonna go hop a train, Um, and so we actually went to the train yard in South Saint Paul, Minnesota, right next to the dog park that my mom and I used to take our dogs to. And so, because there was a there was a train yard right there, there was a bridge as well. And so we go and we we hide out underneath the bridge, waiting for a southbound train to come for us to get onto. And um, <clears throat> all the trains they were coming north, so we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And it was very anticlimactic. <laughs> so I'm ready for this life changing experience, and here we are, just hanging out under a bridge for hours and hours and hours. I didn't have any food either. I was already hungry. <laughs> And, um, so then it was it was two days. Well, it was it was the it was coming to be sunset of the second day., uh, you know, we had slept under that bridge, and still there were no southbound trains. And it was such a funny moment because it was just the exact moment when we finally say, okay, there are no trains coming south through this yard. let's go let's go hitch on the highway. So we put on our packs and we start walking out from under the bridge when I hear oh my God, you guys, do you hear that? is that a train? It's coming from the north. Oh, so like, go, 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 go. go. So we all start hurrying back underneath the bridge. And um, thankfully, this train stopped all the way. This was no crazy, like you could lose your leg by hopping on a moving train kind of thing. (laughs) The train stopped, but only for a couple of moments. And, you know, we needed to be silent because maybe there were workers in the yard. And so I follow the guys, they say, keep up, don't get lost. So I run after them. And tiger was the name of one of them he finds a an old junk car because it needs to be the right part of the train that you can get onto. and he hop he he climbs up in there and then shipe the other one he, he passes one dog up they had a handle on their harness the tiger grabs the dog by the handle and puts the dog in the train they'd done this countless times already do that with both dogs and then shipe climbs up and i climb up after them we hop in and then there we go the train starts moving and we just, we're in this train, and it's, it's heading south, and it's just cutting through the woods. And that feeling I will cherish forever, feeling that cold wind against my face. I, I start crying. My heart is bursting open. I had never felt more free in my entire life. Just to uh, these moments of liberation, I pray that we feel those in the depth of our being, because I feel like it makes an imprint on the spirit, you know, and it sets standards for yourself. <laughs> and for better or for worse, because I, I have, you know, I've had moments of stubbornness where because I know this moment of freedom and liberation and what that feels like, I don't want to settle for anything less and then fear can arise, you know, because attach, I, I, I had grown, I I definitely had developed attachment, attachment to that freedom, (laughs) and so I, um, but I think it was, I think it was a good thing to feel that, um, you know, it's like a, like a warrior, like I will protect this freedom with all my heart, um, and, um, that was, that was, that was my catalyst. I mean, I could tell that story for hours and hours and we're not going to, that's, that's a lot, but <laughs> that was, that was my catalyst.
0: That, you are such a great storyteller. Thank you. I <laughs> was just like at the edge of my seat, of, <laughs> is this really happening? Did you really experience this? You got on a train? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> I can just hear your father. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like, I have not told my father that part of the story yet. <laughs> So Abba, um, if you ever listen to this, it's time for you to hear this part of the story, I suppose. and I love you and thank you for, thank you for trusting me throughout my journey of my travels. I, I really will forever feel so sorrowful for the worries that you felt um, in those experiences. but you raised me, you raised me with with intuition and, and with certain certain skill sets of knowing what's safe and knowing what's not, and I may have, so I, even though I took the extreme of (laughs) experiencing life, I still did hear your voice in my head (laughs) when I would make these choices, you know, my dad always told me, don't ever climb up something that you don't know how to climb back down, and um, sometimes I do forget those little lessons, but a lot of times (laughs) I hold them dear, and here I am alive, and I think that a lot of my father's wisdom is what kept me alive throughout my travels, so. I'm grateful for that
0: well, uh, yeah if you do ever hear this, she's an incredible being mm-hmm. Raise her right <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow Just
1: I, you know I really do I really do what what's on my mind these days is the fact that liberation takes on many forms and so my current curiosity is, what are those different facets of liberation, right? Because for a while there, and I needed to feel this way, but for a while there, I was under the impression that it was, it only looked like things such as liberating ourselves from the matrix, right? Liberating ourselves from the matrix, not having a nine to five, not having rent and bills and to be tethered by money. I saw money as as a hindrance and not not a tool for liberation, Uh, You know, so that's been something to unpack and come into a new new view of I love that you that you have explored sacred economics Um, You know, and and I kept myself Intentionally Single out of relationship for a very long time due to my love for freedom and what I thought that looked like Um, and So now I wonder how else can liberation occur? How can we experience liberation within the matrix? Because you guys, I think it's such a beautiful thing to liberate ourselves from the matrix. And I am all for that. I am all for that. Not all of us are in a place where that's what's true for us right now. And so if we, I feel like if we cannot be liberated within ourselves, within the matrix, then you're not liberated outside of the matrix. Mm. If you're running away from the matrix to be free where it's easier, without these structures, without these external pressures that we have to interact with. We're taking the easy way into freedom, and it's not it's not freedom and it's true truest depth. And so what I wonder is, how can we be free even within a nine to five, um, within a lifetime of commitment with another soul? because I feel like there can be so much freedom and liberation within that. I'm curious, I'm curious to that myself. Um, so, does wha- there anything that comes to your mind, Katriel, on how we can really be in our liberated essence when you may s- perceive things as limitations?
0: You know, it's funny you should say that. I, I was on a train. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> and I ended up speaking to this one guy on my trip that I just recently took, mm-hmm. uh, which you've heard little of, <laughs> which is yeah. kind of funny. I'm writing you that letter seriously, um, but um, I was on a, on this train from Brewster going to New York City, and um, this guy he he uh, he told me that he was um, uh, a stoic. Uh, I think a what? A st- sto- stoicism. Right? A stoic. Yeah, stoic. Stoicism. Yeah, that's <laughs> been on. There. That's been very present lately, and I, I think that's. Correct term. Yeah. Okay. Stoic. I, yeah. I, I get confused with some of the philosophy For sure. thingies, but at least if I tell you what it's about, then maybe I you can tell me if I got it right. <laughs> maybe it's
1: not about the name; it's about the ideas.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, like he was telling me on how how he lives life and how he lives life like there's no tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was really beautiful. Mm. You know, like just like. That's where I want to live. Like, if I could, (laughs) if I could, if I knew that for some reason tomorrow I would not be here on this earth, what am I going to do today to fully liberate myself? And how am I going to be in my truest, you know, authentic self? And I feel like that like really shook something up within me and then I think it really shook something up within me to even allow for me to put things in action like oh. starting this podcast oh. like I'm just like I'm ready to do I'm ready yeah. to, for this and honestly this conversation right now I feel like so free to be Aww. able to speak to my best friend on a podcast, uh-huh, yeah. you know this opportunity to speak to other beings that you know, and and uh, like for us to speak our truth, like truth, you know, has a lot to do with liberation. I feel, you know, when we can truly speak our truth, there is something that is is realchemized within our yeah. being, and and it shifts something. Yeah, and so I feel like you know, freedom or liberation can look like different things to different beings mm-hmm. in different moments. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're not all uh, jumping on a train. Mm, that story happened to be on one, day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like if we if we use our our, I, I was almost gonna say time wisely. But I don't even like that when we when we use our existence wisely, mm-hmm. you know, with being us to our fullest, that's where true liberation is.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that. Meh. I love that. You know, someone very dear to my heart once said that spontaneity is the best way to make things happen. Mm-hmm. And it is a little mind-blowing because it's an obvious truth, right? If you act spontaneously, it happens. Boom, there you are. You're doing it. Here's your podcast. You didn't wait. You're doing it. If you plan, it something may come up and it may not happen. My question these days is, <laughs> you know where this is going, Well, how, what, what, is the, what does the balance look like? between spontaneity and living in the present and living as if there's no tomorrow, what, how do we also integrate the, the, our, our truth when it does come to, to laying down roots and to the truthful aspect of life that, um, you know, whether I am here tomorrow or not, the sun will rise tomorrow. If I am so blessed as to be here tomorrow, rising with that sun, then hey, there's tomorrow, and I have power today to provide gifts for tomorrow. Um, you know, and so when it comes to when it comes to laying down roots or implementing pathways, you know, placing stepping stones for our future, uh, you know, because I think certain 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 ones of these truths i don't I don't want to be too rigid within them. Um, like the money thing, for example, I needed to go through that period of time in my life where I let go of an attachment to money and I unpacked and released the thoughts that I had of money being the source answer for happiness, right? I needed to experience that. And then I went deep into the depths of that and then came to the place where, okay, now I need to release that attachment and realize that money can also be a tool for liberation, um, and it's a form of energy, it's a form of movement and et cetera. And so like that pendulum swing and finding an equilibrium between the two. So I feel like the the truth of living in the present um, as if there's no tomorrow, it's essential and we need that. But if we only live that way, as if there's no tomorrow, then for me, I, I might feel like a leaf floating in the wind for the rest of my life. and I loved being a leaf. For a while and now I would rather be a tree with, you know, my leaves floating in the wind when they're ready to release and with my roots deeply rooted in the earth and for, for my growth to be more um, more contained within a specific purpose or path or what, may, what, what it may be. And so I wonder, um, wh- I guess what I've been wondering about life lately when there is the uncertainty of the future, um, how do we go about um making choices (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. so like what instantly comes up maybe for me I'm gonna shift the um you know live like there's no tomorrow to make the best of each moment because
1: that light just went on (laughs) oh wow
0: (laughs) because like for instance like I feel like how we take care of our bodies and how we take care of ourselves, this is our sacred space. And that translates out to creating sacred space outside of us, you know? And when we start to cultivate that, like, you know, it's not that you can't be spontaneous with certain things, but kind of like that idea of like, um, you said this. a while back (laughs) and it's held to me very deeply it's kind of like the water you got to have boundaries Mm. because if you don't have boundaries it's just you know like it has to go somewhere right Uh. and moving within those i feel like that's the perfect explanation to what i mentioned earlier between the cancer energy and, and the capricorn energy yeah because the capricorn energy is like the structure,
1: uh huh,
0: like the divine masculine. I love that, and then the Shekinah, yeah, flows in between
1: the divine feminine,
0: the divine feminine. Mm. And you know, we but we have to have some type of structure or or groundingness in order for it to be of you know usefulness to the earth, you know, mm. of for it to have value, mm-hmm. you know, if mm-hmm. we're always up here or. We're only down here; it doesn't really work, mm-hmm. and so I feel like it's never exactly in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. But it's this wave in between mm-hmm. Those, mm-hmm. those. I like two that. Two points, if you want to look at it from a segment point, you know, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And from a from a metaphysical yeah. slash physical. Reality, right? No, because everything is vibration and it is these sine waves, like the waves that go up and down. And that's what frequency does on a physical level. Mm -hmm. And so it does make sense that, you know, we're going to ebb and flow. And I think sometimes the waves go more extreme, right? So like I, for example, had that extreme wave. I'm like, here we go. Okay. Um, You know, and then went to the extreme of coming here and doing school and, and having that extreme structure. Um, and then sometimes our waves they' they're more shallow and there's more of an equilibrium. And then, you know, I guess I, I guess if you have a shallow wave where the it's just there's a lesser height from one extreme to the other, then the middle point is always closer to you and you have a more frequent dance between the two. Oh. If it's a if the the wave is more contained, then you're you're nuzzling up into, into structure, say, for example, if we're talking about structure versus free fluidity, and you're nuzzling up into structure, and then oh, there you are in the fluidity, and oh, there you are in the structure, and they can totally dance with each other, you know, versus being so separated. It's a
0: dance, mm. literally. It's a dance. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, when you look at uh, vibrations or music, uh, you know, like how we... St- You wanna stay within a certain range, right? Yeah. And yeah, oof, I love that. Uh, Oof. (laughs) Actually, speaking of, um so this divine beautiful soul also does a lot of cool things (laughs) like music. (laughs) You wanna tell us uh what kind of music you do?
1: You're so sweet. Mm. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Yo, yeah, music is that's such a journey of itself, uh, as we all know. Um, so I play the flute. I'm um, often known as the girl who plays the flute. If somebody doesn't know my name, <laughs> they <laughs> might, they might know that I play the flute. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I I play the flute. I grew up playing classical music, um, and something opened one day when I was 19 um, that allowed for me to play play through my heart, um, with any kind of music. And so since then it's been a journey of, you know, just playing with different musicians, having jam sessions. I love to play with kirtan, sacred, uh, devotional music within Hindu, um, yogic practice. You know, when mantras are chanted and there's often a harmonium and a drum and a flute, I enjoy that very, very much. Um, So these days I have been surrendering into music production and I'm currently learning to DJ. And it took me, I'll be honest with you guys, um, it took me a while to empower myself to begin that path because of my limiting beliefs and what I had seen exposed around me. And, you know, I, I honestly I had not seen a lot of women who are music producers. Thankfully, there are more these days. Um, and same thing with <clears throat> with DJs. And so I had started to play with electronic music um, at home and with my guy friends who make music and who DJ. And I would love I loved collaborating with them playing flute within the platform foundation of sound that they've provided with their electronic sounds and I loved 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 that and so I always thought that I would eventually you know okay I'm gonna keep doing this and eventually I'll find that artist who makes the exact kind of music that I love to play with and we can share our medicine together and it took me so long to realize that I am a human being and I've been gifted with a brain that is capable of learning things and no one knows the music that i love more than myself and so i finally started to learn to produce um and to to dj and that's been very empowering and i uh, by the way, if, any, um, if anyone out there is, is interested in this kind of thing, I, I do just want to mention um, a, a very empowered woman that I met in Peru um, has started a movement to bring women into the music production, the world of music production and DJing. She started a movement called Shakti Sound. Shakti means the divine feminine, um, creative force. So S H A K T I. You can look it up online. They host retreats, both online retreats and in-person retreats, um, and that has been a glorious thing. I'm so thankful for her existence. Um, her her artist name is Moondrop, Magdalene Moondrop. Uh, so anyway, definitely check that out um, because we we should never be held back from from really giving the medicine that we can give to the world. Um, so anyway, so I so now I produce. Um, and uh, I'm tapping into the various various possibilities of, of what kind of medicine to give to the world, and I, I, it's it's a beautiful thing not to be limited. Um, but I'm working on a track; it's almost finished, and I would love to make more of this. Um, and so, I've been making a track that has a it has a trap beat, uh, and chanting in Aramaic, you know, because so you, you know you and I bond so much over Judaism. Uh, I think it's it's another aspect of the world that has been shifting a lot, especially in American society, um, people's connection and devotion to their religion and and culture. And maybe we can talk about that in this podcast or a different one. Um, that's a big question to me is Mm -hmm. what the heck is going on with that? You know, those of us who have been, who have been raised with a specific culture that comes from a specific background and ancestry, um, What's going on with that? Do we <laughs> do we continue to actualize on that gift, um, or is it behind our time and we let go of it? I think different those different individuals come to different conclusions, and I honor that. If someone doesn't align with with carrying forward the traditions that they were raised with, I I honor that completely because we're each autonomous beings. For myself personally, I feel called to carry forward these gifts. And um, you know, I, I love the ability that we have to continue to shape tradition. Um, nothing has ever remained the same. Even a tradition even traditions have evolved so much. Um, and so bringing these ancient vibrations into um, these modern ways of expression and actualization has been really exciting. Um, and so yeah, so I, I, I hope to continue to do more of that of bringing Jewish prayer into electronic music. And you and I spoke about this once. <laughs> I mean it, the, I have this vision and it's it just it would be so amazing if there were an entire service, an entire Shabbat morning service on the Sabbath um, that could be like at a festival out in nature somewhere where you know we're DJing and there's the electronic sound, the heavy bass. And each each part of the service is brought through with these electronic sounds, and so we can be chanting with the bass, and 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 really be in in this form of devotion. Um, and that's I mean that's a whole thing of its own because to be honest with you, it's it's been it's been quite a journey to be willing to face to face the potential, right? There's the vision, and it's so powerful, but to really actualize on this sometimes feels vulnerable and my inner child comes out of like i don't know if i can do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you do it so well i mean you've allowed me to listen to your tracks and I, every time i'm so honored it, it's like the music that she produces um goes into so much depth Thank you. energetically it just moves something within me and it's unexplainable and if um if you'll allow me, can I play um, a little bit from a track?
1: Absolutely. You're mm-hmm. so sweet.
0: Before we... Um,
1: yeah. I I adore so much the presence that you listen with, not only to m- my music, but to life. And I, I've seen energy move through you when you've listened, and, and that is the most beautiful thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Sneak peek, or what's well, up, you know, on Spotify. Here's the
1: It's called Ganesh Havana. You can find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube Music, Apple Music. And also, the glorious, angelic voice you are hearing in there is Aaron Evergreen. It has it was it has been so beautiful to hold this musical space with with Erin. Um, definitely check her music out as well. She goes by Wild Heart on Spotify. W Y L D, Heart Wild Heart. She sings so beautifully. That's the voice that you are hearing in that song. Thank you for sharing that, Catrielle.
0: Absolutely, you know. Um, but uh, I would definitely uh, one thank you for what you do, and thank you for coming on. Like this is amazing. Like dream come true for
1: me oh me as well thank (laughs) you so much thank you so much for doing this for holding this space this beautiful divine masculine structure that allows for the divine feminine of our creative truths to just flow through through our vessels thank you for having me on this podcast it's an absolute honor and thank you for Just sharing your medicine in the way that you do, I learned so much just from witnessing you and then even more from talking with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to all of those who are listening. It's an honor.
0: Yes, thank you, listeners. and I'm sure we'll have Layat back on talking about so many more topics and everything if she's willing <laughs> absolutely
1: absolutely god willing <laughs> 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 inshallah <laughs> i'm inspired to start my own podcast too so let's have you on an episode
0: I, that sounds great to me <laughs> <laughs> podcast sharing yes <laughs> Ooh, that tickles <laughs> <laughs> oh. you knew it was gonna happen <laughs> <laughs>
1: the animals must come out
0: And that's another topic for another (laughs) time. But Um. I thank you, divine, beautiful souls, for tuning in. This is your host, Katriel, over and out.